Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is John Hunter Nemechek from Nimco Motorsports, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the February 8th edition of Speedway Digest, Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 129 of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Mullally and myself will be previewing this weekend's racing action, including the World Series of Asphalt Racing, the Dirt Car Nationals, the Lucas Oil 200 driven by General Tire, and more. Our guest this evening is Dirt Late Model driver-owner Scott Allen Hubbard. Hubbard is 50 years old, and this will be his 18th year of motor racing. He lives in Lancaster, Ohio and started racing in the year 2000 in the late model division at KC Raceway in Chillicothe, Ohio. Like many small tire racers, his racing program is entirely self-financed. He owns a small trucking company, Scott Allen Logistics, LLC, and is currently looking for marketing partners, both large and small, for this year and next, with hopes of returning the full schedule for Lucas Oil Late Model Touring Series. The late models will be have been on the track in the past few days. They've been competing there at the uh, the Dirt Car Nationals. They also had a little bit of a race at the Bubba Raceway last week, which we mentioned briefly on the program. Should be a really good weekend for racing. Uh, there's a at least, I believe there's four races tomorrow night at the World Series of Asphalt Racing. Two races on Saturday at the Dirt Car Nationals. And there's also the ARCA race at the Daytona National Speedway. At this point, I'm planning on being at all of those events. It's going to be a huge weekend of racing for me, and it'll be pretty awesome. I'd like to thank the uh, Speedway Digest own Rowdy Maglite, who was able to get me, my father and I credentials for the ARCA race on Saturday at the Daytona National Speedway. I'd also like to thank team owner Don Rohrbaugh. I'm probably killing his last name, but I know that his son Cody is racing in the, in the ARCA race. So hopefully it'll be a good weekend for them. They also started their practice today at the ARCA series. We'd now like to welcome Scott back to the program. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. How are you, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Looking forward to an exciting weekend of racing. I'll be doing a, a lot of traveling around the Volusia County area, going to... Going to six or eight races this weekend, so I'm really looking forward to it. It should be pretty cool. Yeah, I wish I was down there. It didn't work out for us this year, but we got uh, plans for next year to definitely be down there. Uh, So uh, I was kind of disappointed, but, you know, we got a whole season ahead of us, and we're looking forward to it. You've been quite vocal on social media for the past few years in your efforts to find funding for the career racing endeavors. Do you have any news on that front? Uh, actually, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, we've kind of started getting a little bigger on social media, our social media presence. Uh, uh, you know, we got two sponsors now uh, directly off of social media, uh, DCSC Incorporated out of St. Louis, Missouri. Great folks. Um, what they do is they help uh, manufacturing uh, distributors and fulfillment uh, ship our fulfillment centers ship our products out you know uh, and they have been a huge huge help uh not only uh 
for the promotion of Scott Allen Motorsports, but also just the encouragement and getting other people at least listening to us. Uh, and then also we got uh, Nader and Associates out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina down there. Uh, Felix has been tremendous. He has been like a godsend to us. Uh, we have many hours on the phone putting stuff together uh, and getting it sent out to people. And and uh, so, yeah, the social media has been really a huge help to us. I know you just mentioned you were, weren't fortunate enough to get your deal together enough to come down to the Dirt Car Nationals this year. But how many races do you plan on running in 2018? Um, this year, it's right boring weather right at 62 races. Cool. And how many tracks do you go to? Well, if we can pick a, if we can get, cause we've got something in the works. I, I just can't say what it is, but if we can get that deal together, we will actually pick up the Lucas oil series uh, at atomic speedway down in uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, which is my home track. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll start running that series uh, for the remainder of the year. And then, awesome. With that in there, also will be we have plans on going to the World 100 at Eldora, mm-hmm. the Dream at Eldora, uh, and then um, just in the last week or so, uh, there's been quite a bit of interest in us running the uh, American Ethanol Late Model Series, uh, okay. and what they've done is brought some brought some races to Ohio, which is really cool because they're mainly Michigan, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin. And uh, so there's a lot of excitement. Uh, been getting a lot of calls, actually. Come up here. Run with us. Come up here. Run with us. They run about 17 races. Now, I wouldn't run the full series with them um, because I, I really am concentrated on the Lucas Oil. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, we got about 60, right at 62 races that we are definitely planning on running this year. Awesome. And I know for uh... – can you explain for some people who don't quite understand the the off the uh, dirt car racing world what some of the differences are between a late model and your average street car? Um, well, we have full roll cage. They're custom built. They're not, you know, it's 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 not like you can go to the junkyard and pull one out of the junkyard like you used to be able to, you know, forty years mm-hmm. ago, um, and run them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we have manufacturers, for example, ours is a Schwartz. Uh, but there's other manufacturers, uh, Rocket, uh, Kryptonite is really coming on. Um, you got uh, Pierce, uh, you got B- Bernheisel. I mean, there's a number of, of chassis builders, and these are specifically for dirt late model. Uh, you know, you, you won't find these in any other uh, body of racing. And you know, outside of us having a motor there and transmission, I mean, there's really there's really not anything that that is uh, really you know spec. You know what I'm saying? We don't run spec mm-hmm. motors. We don't run you know, or even our shocks. I mean, our our shocks are custom. You know, they're not they're not. You can't go to like your O'Reilly's or or you know any of the park stores and just get the shocks that we run. That you know they're custom built as well. What's the average budget for a for a dirt car team per year? It all depends, <laughs> because yeah. like the national touring teams, 
you're just to run a mid pack and just to run a mid pack, okay, a mid pack team mm-hmm. and a national tour, you're looking at one point five million. I mean you gotta have, you know, at least four cars, you know what I'm saying? You gotta have all the all the parts that may get tore up and eventually will get tore up in the you know, in your hauler, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, I mean, my God, our shocks are, are now just a set of shocks, not counting the springs and not counting the the little pins and everything that go with it. You know, a set of shocks for one shock is $1,500 now. So you're looking at $6,000 for a set of shocks, and that's just the four corners. That's not the other two shocks that go along with those. So it takes, it takes a lot of money. I mean, do what now? Yeah, I was just moving on to the next question. I understand it takes a, oh. an awful lot of money. It seems like that's part of the part of the issue with the with the decline of racing around the around the country, especially in certain parts out west, especially where my co-host is. That the budget keeps the amount of money keeps going up, but the budget that the teams have is is not going up as much. The sponsors aren't there and. And it doesn't seem like it's really a sustainable model right now. I know you've you've worked on on trying to to change that a little bit with some of your some of your efforts with the sponsor drivers and that sort of thing. But it doesn't seem like it seems like there's a an inherent problem in especially in smaller racing where the budgets are just going out the out the window and it's difficult for the average person to to even even compete in it anymore. Well, that that is true. But what's happening in dirt late model racing right now is now you've got the NASCAR guys coming in, okay? And when they start coming in, that's when the budgets really started, you know, getting up there because they they do a lot of test and tune on these cars. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you take somebody like Jonathan Davenport, his new team this year, uh, who's uh, the main sponsor is CPS, which is Crop Production Services. Well, Mark Martin is now part of that team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and you're going to be seeing them this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But, yeah, you got, like, Mark Martin coming in. You've got, uh, oh, I'll thank her in a second. Uh, on it. Like Kyle Larson. <laughs> My mind just went blank, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a lot. There's a lot of the NASCAR guys that are coming in. Uh, you know, Tony Stewart has the the sprint cars. You know, Donnie Schatz is one of his drivers. Um, but uh, as far as the late models, uh, you know, they're they're a lot of the NASCAR guys are starting to get into it, and it's become just in the last five years, it has become so competitive that if you don't have sponsors, then guys like myself. Um, you know, we get pushed out basically, you know, because mm-hmm. there's really no series that you can run that is not is is not being sponsored in some kind of way by, mm-hmm. you know, the the NASCAR guys and and you know those guys like that. I mean, when Tony Stewart ran the late models, uh, he had a rocket. It was back in '06 '07. Um, mm-hmm. Part of his deal was with uh, uh, Bass Pro Shops, and that was the car. I mean, that's you know, Bass Pro Shops sponsored his late model. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely so, a, a changing time in the sport now, it seems like. It is. It is. And, and you, in some ways it's better. I mean, I agree with all the, the safety uh, stuff that's coming in, mm-hmm. like the new seats and the safety rate, the SFI ratings on the seats. Um, you know, but even there, I mean, you know, when I started racing, you could go buy a brand new seat for like 100 bucks, and that was a top-of-the-line <laughs> seat. Now those seats are three grand. Mm-hmm. for the top of the line, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can get something a little cheaper, but, you know, just like everything else, how much how much does safety cost? You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, you know, the the companies know that, you know. They know that if they have a, a, a product and it's, you know, has to be set at a high standard, well, they got to charge for their research and all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do agree with the safety stuff coming in. It's it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen too many guys get hurt. Uh, you know, I have flipped my car, well, my old car. <laughs> I flipped mm-hmm. it, and, uh, you know, I, I broke my wrist, and, and it, it was one of those deals where you, when you step back and look at it, you know, it's a, it's a wonder that I didn't get hurt as way worse than what I did. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, I I walked away from it. You know, I I was went about my business. <laughs> and it's definitely a. Uh, I've noticed when I've I've been looking at some of the YouTube videos over the past few weeks since I uh, since I finalized my plans to head up to the Dirt Car Nationals this year, and it seems like the the more spectacular the accident is, the more the more views it gets on YouTube, and I think that's that's kind of a not a good thing for the sport either. Yeah, you know they're they're trying to uh, eliminate a lot of the rollovers. Um, they have the mm-hmm. droop rule, what they call a droop rule, and basically what that is is a chain that is mounted behind the driver uh, on the frame, right there behind the driver, and down to the to the axle tube on the rear end. Okay, mm-hmm. what it's designed okay. to do because we pitch these cars in the corner so hard. Uh, you know, and, and and that's the name of the game. Transfer the weight to the right rear. That is where your speed is, okay? But in doing that, you're actually taking weight off the other three tires. Yeah. Okay? And that's why you see a lot of cars when they're up, you know, when they're pulling them bars, uh, you see them cars. And, I mean, some of these guys, it's like, wow. You know, I, I'm – that's that's kind of high, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, but that's where you gain your speed. And what they're yeah. trying to do now is make it to where you have the loop, uh, the droop rule. It's called the droop rule. And basically, they want your left rear uh, at you know a certain height. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. even when even when you're you're out on the track. They know if you're at this certain height with that rule in place, your car is only going to go so high on the left rear. Yeah. And when you're pitching a car, and and especially on a rough track, uh, you know, if there's ruts in the track and you see them cars bouncing up and down, that's a rough track, okay? And, you know, you, you hit one of those potholes in that track, and let me tell you, you can get upside down real quick. 
Mm-hmm. Let me go uh, ahead and throw you out to my co-host, Michael Mullally. There's a couple questions for you as well. Okay. So have you ever ran pavement or have you always just ran dirt? It's always been dirt. That's what I wanted to do as a little kid. That's where, you know, we we went to the dirt tracks when I was a little kid. And, I mean, it, it just, that's that's all I wanted to do was run dirt. And that's all I've ever ran is dirt. Hmm. So you said that an average season for you, or at least this year, you have quite a lot of races. Is that all one series or is it divided up between a couple other ones? Um, actually, it, it will be three three different series that we're uh, planning on running. Um, the Lucas Oil Lake Model Series will be the main one, uh, and then we have some uh, American Ethanol uh, Lake Model Touring Division Series. Uh, there's, like, some races here in Ohio that we're going to run those. And then uh, Ump actually runs uh, – or Dirt Car actually runs the uh, – what I want to say hmm. – they're the sanctioning body on the World 100 and the Dream over at Eldora. Well, so it's basically, you know, three series and then, you know, non-sanctioned races, uh, like on if any of those are on our off weekends or what have you. Yeah. Hmm. So how does that, like, come together? Like, how do you find all of these races to run? Well, you can go on the websites. And, like, Lucas, I follow Lucas, like, religiously. Um, and, you know, they have their whole schedule. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, scottallen3sa.com, and it's S-C-O-T-T-A-L-A-N, the number three, then S-A.com. Um, or you can go to the any of the series' websites, and they will have those schedules on there as well. And so what made you pick a dirt late model? Was it watching them as a kid? Actually, <laughs> my uncle raced uh dirt late models uh when the, back in the day, back in the the mid 70s. And uh, we we used to go down to Atomic, it was KC then. Uh but we used to go down there and watch the races with him uh with him and watch him race and uh I just, you know, I was kind of I wasn't brought up with it, but I was kind of brought up with it because I was always over at their house, at least till my mom and dad's like, no, boy, it's time for you to come home, um, you know, around the race car. So, and then just, like I said, that's that's all I ever wanted to do. So do you think you're a dirt late model lifer, or do you think, like, do you have any intentions on running anything else maybe down the road? Um. Well, you know, quite honestly, I would love to get in a wing, a non-wing sprint car, like at the Chili Bowl uh, down there in Arizona. The problem with that is, is I have to be six foot two, and this very tight in those cars. <laughs> so, but uh, as far as like anything else, I mean, there's really nothing else that that uh, it is. It's just late models. I mean, it's just dirt late models. That's all I really 
ever wanted to do and still to this day that's that's where my focus and attention is so my final question for you there's a movie coming out called I think it's Trading Paint with Don Travolta mm. and I can't remember the other person but um supposed to be based on Dirt Late Models. Are you going to watch it? Um, I, I probably will. You know, I'm, I I just want to see how accurate they are. <laughs> you know, because Hollywood is not the, the greatest at accuracy. <laughs> yeah. And this week there's a there's racing all over in Florida, especially the northern half of the state, for the dirt car racing in Tampa and Ocala, then as well as the dirt car nationals in Volusia. Have you ever raced any of those races? And what do you think a, a relatively new fan to that part of the sport, such as myself, should expect to see there? I uh, know. Actually, I have raced in Lucas races before. Uh, we raced mm-hmm. in Tyler County, West Virginia, Hillbilly 100. Um, we went to – I'm trying to think of which ones we went to. <laughs> But we've, you know, we've we've actually entered into the races. Uh, as a matter of fact, this year, uh, August twenty fourth, twenty fifth, Mansfield, Ohio, the Dirt Million. I've already registered for it, uh, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that race. Uh, but uh, you know, we have raced off and on Lucas races before, um, and and did quite well, honestly. Uh, you know, and and that's just never had the the financial backing to really push the travel in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a track like uh, oh Golden Isle Speedway, um, I've only I've only seen that through like Lucas Oil TV. But I tell you what, that is my type of track. The only thing about that track, it's flat. I like the high banks, like what's it, Atomic. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, those, those open sweeping corners. Oh yeah. Where you don't even lift. I mean, you, you do not lift off that throttle. You lift off that throttle. You're done. Mm-hmm. And what's your advice to somebody who's thinking about getting involved in racing? You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If I had to do it again and I seriously wanted to be involved in racing. There's two ways I would go about it, okay? Carts are becoming huge. And it's from these little guys, four, five, six years old. Uh, they're starting to really become popular, especially down there in North Carolina. There's a track down there, Triple T Raceway, um, and it's a karting track. And, I mean, they pay, they pay good, decent money. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. for for these carts. Uh, if I, you know, it, it just kind of all depends on what way you want to go. I mean, if you're planning on going up to like uh, a, a Indy car, okay, I would start out in carts. Uh, I think it'd be a little bit more reasonable on prices. Um, there again, you do travel because they do have national events all over the United States. But if mm-hmm. I was going to do it again. I'd probably buy me one of those sharp, they're called sharp mini late models, okay? And they're little motorcycle motors. And they were, I've seen them race on both asphalt, and I've seen them race on uh, dirt. 
And I'll tell you what, those little things get up and go now. They, that's that's mm-hmm. been some pretty exciting racing because they're evenly matched. So it puts it back in the hands of the driver. But they're a three-quarter, uh, you know, a three-quarter size uh, mm-hmm. late model. I mean, they look just like the late models we run today, except they're mm-hmm. smaller. Well, that's pretty cool. And it sounds like there's a there's at least some hope for the future, and there's always a, a different way to get involved in racing, and hopefully more people start doing that. It's a it's a changing time in the in the world of more sports, and hopefully the change is a good change and not a bad. Yeah, the you know that that's why the big companies sponsored NASCAR is mm-hmm. because they see the value in what NASCAR has to offer. Okay, but yeah. even you look at NASCAR. I mean, when Lowe's first started sponsoring Jimmy Johnson, I'm sure it wasn't for 35 mil a year like it is now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It, it's just, but the thing of it is, is like the dirt cars, like in, and you'll be on TV this week because both uh, World of Outlaws and Lucas, you know, Lucas has their own TV deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have what twenty three, I think, streaming live races, uh, yep. and then uh, they've got you know CBS, NBC Sports, CBS Sports, MAV TV. I mean, it's starting to become where you know we're getting on television to where the you know people are now like you go to a Lucas Oil race, at least here in Ohio anywhere. Good luck trying to get a ticket. You better get your ticket early because if you wait the day of the show you're going to have problems getting a ticket to get in the gate. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it is becoming in that way. It's, it's really helping the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we promote. You know, it's not just like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's not just like, Hey, give me money so I can go race. That's not, that's not what we do. That's not, that's not my job. Yeah. First of all, my job is to help a company, right. Promote their, product okay and we and just like this show right here that's why i'm so glad you you asked me to be on again is because this show right here helps promote my sponsors and helps promote people that may want to sponsor me because hopefully they'll see the value in everything and and like hey man you know <laughs> this man right here he he puts it out there you know he he gets these companies out in the front even when he's not racing or in the off season. With, uh, and that's a that's a great thing because the the best way to to promote racing is to get people to <laughs> correct to get them involved. You know, and and trust me, I, I the more people I can get involved, the the happier I am. Because you know what? Just like I know I've got one. I know one of my sponsors is listening tonight. Hi, Kristen. Huh? You there? Hello? I think he's having technical difficulties. Can make a good Still didn't understand you. You broke up.
Hello? I think his connection is bad. Yeah. Didn't we didn't we go through this the last time? <laughs> it must be it just must be me cuz I get really hyper, you know, and start pacing. Oh no. And... <laughs> it's a tradition. It's, uh but no, I I'll just tell you how's that. Yep, go right ahead. Okay. Anytime we can get a potential sponsor involved in our racing program, the benefits they see, okay, not just from being having their name on the car, but the benefits they see is just phenomenal, you know. Um, and and it's it's it, but it's a it's a partnership. It truly is a partnership, you know. I mean, you can't you can't expect a company to just promote you all the time. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to run a business, right? At the same time, we're running a business. So, you know, it's, it's you got to promote each other. And that's what makes it great. And let me tell you, I, I've really made some good friends, a lot of good friends mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. Racing. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So he just messaged me and said he got disconnected. Oh, said, man. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine with me. <laughs> that's, uh, but no, I, I started to say earlier, I know I got at least one sponsor listening because she texted me and said she was going to listen. So I have a great big shout-out to Kirsten at DCSC <laughs> Incorporated in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you know, around here we have a lot of businesses that won't sponsor cars anymore because they have sponsored cars in the past and they've forked out money for them, but they never put their name on the cars. So now they're like, no, we're not going to sponsor you because you're not very honest. So it kind of makes it hard, at least over here, because there's so many people that essentially kind of suck, so people that really do need sponsors that really will put their name on the car, they still won't do it because people have essentially screwed them over in the past, and it's just like, people suck, seriously. Right. You know, I actually I actually had uh, my other sponsor there, Felix, at Nader and Associations down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, he had actually told me that there was a guy that he had approached, you know, and said, hey, you know, uh, what do you think? And the guy said the same thing. He's like, you know, I sponsored, and I think the guy was in the truck series, and he was like, it didn't work out at all, you know, and, and that's a, that's not right. I mean, if if somebody is sponsoring you, get their name on the car. Mm-hmm. Everything can be worked out. In my opinion, everything can be worked out. I get rejected five, seven times a day. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I still send those folks a thank you note saying, hey, I appreciate your time. I appreciate appreciate you at least considering me, and hopefully things work out in the future, you know? And I still promote them in, a, in, in like on social media, you know, um, with the hopes that, you know, eventually – 
they will come back around and say, hey, you know, we'll, we'll sponsor one race. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll help you out this one race. Even if it's just one race, their name's still going to be on the car. Yep. One race is better than none. There it is, you know. There it is. And with us, it's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got, I'm telling you, man, I, I, it, is, it is a lot of work. It's like my buddy told me. He said, you know, when we were talking about me going lupus racing, okay, he said, you know, he, the hardest thing or the easiest part of that whole deal right there is driving the car. And, you know, he's right. I mean, it, it's, it, it is a, well, you, I hate to use the term, but it is a hard sell, you know. But we we try to make it so easy for people that, you know, we try to make it to where they can't say no. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, uh, but, uh, no, nah, it's... Uh, I'm looking forward to going to uh, uh, RRP over in Indianapolis um, and having the car on display. They're, I think it's in November, I want to say November, because right after that is the uh, uh, dirt in December in St. Louis, which I want to enter that race this year too. That's where we, have you seen that the dirt in December? No. Um, they race the late models is... inside. They race the late models inside the stadium there in St. Louis. Oh, is that kind of like around the same time as the Chili Bowl? Um. Yeah, it's like a the Chili Bowl. I want to say is in what December. Right there, right around December. Or it, no, the Chili Bowl is like the beginning of January, isn't it? This know. is the... Do I know? I don't know. I, I know it's chilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's close. It's within a month or so. You know what I'm saying? But it's the, uh, the end of November this year and like December 1st. Uh, so it's like November 29th, 30th, and December 1st this year uh, is the uh, dirt in December, and it's out there in St. Louis. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a that's a race that uh, I really want to go to this year. Lord willing. <laughs> but we. Uh, like I said, we uh, we're trying, we're doing, working hard every day, and you know, just uh, looking forward to getting back out on the track and seeing what we can do. You know. Yeah. Well, that's all you can do. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so. You got any more other questions for me or anybody else out there got any questions for me? Yeah. I think you have been pretty informative. Even without asking questions, you're just like 
a big encyclopedia of dirt weight models? Well, you know, <laughs> I get excited when I start talking about dirt. And my wife, bless her heart, loves it when I go race because she's like, you're easy to live with for about a month. She hates the off-season. So, you know, <laughs> the off-season is where it's like, ugh, I want to go race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your guys' off-seasons are probably pretty short, though, aren't they? Um, normally around here, uh, we start in March, the middle of March, and then it goes to uh, – then to, then to September, right around the beginning of October, um, and then we start trying to move south, uh, like down in Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Charlotte. The, they have that race, the World Finals down at Charlotte, and, uh, the first of November there. Um, and then, uh, actually, they had a big race there a couple weeks ago down in uh, where was it? Arizona down there. Uh, you know, so it's, it's it's about roughly four months. I mean, you know, like next year we're not planning on having the the four or five months off, you know, because I want to go to Speed Weeks down in Florida. Um, and then, uh, you know, we may even, depending on what happens, we may even trek out to Arizona and, and run that uh, little late mile series they got out there in the wintertime. Yeah, that series they um, have in the wintertime, do they race it, like, on ice? Up in Michigan, they do. Oh, wow. That's cool. They put chains on the tires, and they run around the frozen lakes up there. There's actually, uh, if you go on YouTube, uh, there's actually some sprint cars that are, there's, like, four sprint cars, and they got little orange cones, and they're running those wing sprints around on ice and you can all you can see is that ice coming back. <laughs> I feel like that would be dangerous. Oh, I think it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the ice don't crack, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, see that's what you'd have to be worried about is falling through. <laughs> exactly. ice chasing while you're racing. I know, right? <laughs> just to, just carry a uh, fishing pole. Okay, well, I guess our host isn't going to be joining us for the rest of the show. Um, so, you need to wrap it up, I guess. So, okay. thank you, of course, for coming on the program and being so patient and informative well thank you i appreciate y'all having me and anytime you uh would like for me to come back on the program i'd be more than happy to and and i never turned down an offer to go on any program where i can promote uh my marketing partners uh and and even show other potential marketing partners that we may be trying to get uh you know exactly what we can do and like I said, it's it's uh, it's a great service you guys do for us as drivers to help us try and attract sponsors and marketing partners and you know 
just racing in general? Well, I'm sure you can. I mean, I'm sure we'll have you back on the program as your season progresses. And, um, you know, of course, we wish you luck for the races to come. All right. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. You have a good night. You too. Bye. Okay, so it looks like we're going to finish this puppy. So the ARCA Racing Series presented by Menards will return for the season opening 55th annual Lucas Oil 200 driven by General Tire on February 10th. Last month, approximately 60 drivers, including eight-time Lucas Oil 200 champion Bobby Gerhardt and reigning ARCA Racing Series Rookie of the Year Riley Hurst, were on hand in day one to give the bodies their first laps around the 2.5-mile tri-oval. After being utilized at short and intermediate tracks last season, the new bodies will be used exclusively at both restrictor plate tracks, DIS, and Talladega Super Speedway for the first time in 2018. Gerhardt, who will be competing in the 31st consecutive Lucas Oil 200, looked underneath his number five Lucas Oil Chevrolet with a wrench in each hand. Not every driver on hand for the two-day test session had as much experience at Daytona. Riley Hurst, who failed to qualify for the event last season, will be making his first career start at the World Center of Racing. Driving the number 18 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, Hurst's only goal is to reach Gatorade Victory Lane when the series returns for Speed Week. Hurst, 18, a past guest on this program, is looking to become only the third driver in ARCA Racing Series history to win Rookie of the Year and the championship in consecutive seasons. Tickets for the Lucas Oil 200, driven by General Tire, 60th Annual Daytona 500, and other Daytona International Speedway events can be purchased online at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or by calling 1-800-PIT-SHOP. As it has for more than half a century, New Smyrna Speedway will open its gates this February for nine straight nights of asphalt racing, featuring multiple divisions and teams from all over the United States and Canada. The 52nd World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing will take place from February 9th through the 17th as Florida Speed Week returns to its traditional spot in the middle of the month. Several divisions under the NASCAR Wayland All-American Series banner will run over multiple nights, including tour-type modified, super-late models, pro-late models, IMCA-type modified, and sportsmen. The NASCAR K&M Pro Series East and Southern Sprint Car Shootout Series will also return for one off appearance in 2018. Following an open practice day earlier today for all NWAAS divisions, the action starts on February 9th with a four-division night featuring the super-late models, pro-late models, IMCA-type modified, and sports of night number two on Saturday, February 10th, will see the most variety of the 2018 World Series. The Southern Sprint Car Shootout Series will join the SLM, PLM, IMCA mod and sportsman classes. For the fifth straight year, Sunday night features the NASCAR K&M Pro Series East season opener with a 150-lap race. CA mods will run alongside the K&M stock cars on the February 11th event. Monday, February 12th, is one of the most anticipated nights of the World Series, especially for fans visiting from the Northeast as the tour-type modifieds take the green flag at New Smyrna for the first time, first of five straight nights of racing with a 50-lap event. The Super and Pro Late models will also be in action as well. Tuesday, February 13th, 
marks the midway point for the 2018 World Series with the IMCA type modified putting on a 75-lap race along with a 50-lap super late model event. The tour type modified complete the lineup with a sprint race night 6 on Wednesday, February 14th, features the tour type modified with their first big event of the week with John Blewett III Memorial 76. IMCA type modified pro and super late models will also be in action. A quartet of sprint races are lined up for Thursday, February 15th, featuring, featuring the Tour Mods, IMCA Mods, Super, and Pro Late Models. Two of the biggest World Series races take place on February 16th with the Pro Late Model 100 and the Richie Evans Memorial 100, which will conclude the week for the Tour-type modified. The sportsman will also return to the event lineup. The curtain closes on the World Series Saturday, February 17th, with Super Late Model 100, along with the final events for the Pro Late Models, IMCA Modified, and Sportsman. Ticket information and all events is available at www.newsmyrnaspeedway.org. Also this week, the biggest event in dirt car racing kicked off the 2018 season as the World of Outlaws, World of Outlaws Cross and Late Model Series, All-Star Circuit of Champions, Super Dirt Car Series, Big Block Modified, Dirt Car Late Model, and Dirt Car UMP Modified take on the world's fastest half mile at Volusia Speedway Park, starting 2018 with Florida in February. For tickets, click or call 844-DIRT-TICK. Be sure to check out past episodes of Thursday Night Thunder as well as the other shows on the Speedway Digest Radio Network at SpeedwayDigestRadioNetwork.com. You can also check out the show on Facebook by searching for Speedway Digest Thursday Night Thunder in the search bar. We also invite you to read the articles covering all aspects of motorsports at SpeedwayDigest.com. In addition, if you're a fan of South Florida and who isn't, be sure to check out the latest news and information about your slice of paradise at Palm Beach Happening, which can be found by visiting palmbeach.happeningmag.com. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again on February 15th in the Thunderdome as we discuss the major issues in the world of modern auto racing. We apologize for the technical difficulties. If you're wondering why I'm rambling, Adam could not reconnect, so I had to finish up a show. We wish you a happy Valentine's Day and have a great night.